0: Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Zierk of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show, where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. We're really excited to have in the yeah. studio today my good friend and... Dojo partner and fellow business person, Peter Guterik, yeah. He's also a sponsor of the show, which yeah. are really just, it's been great, and so great to have you.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, Peter, thanks so much, man, and thanks for, thanks for the support for the show and, and, and sponsor the show, so I hope it's been good for you, it's been great for us, and we really appreciate you being here.
1: I like the support Bob, he's a good friend of mine. And awesome. Thanks, Peter. Good to appreciate practice yeah. with. Cool, yeah, did so, you beat him up in the dojo? Oh, we we, have, we we don't do those things. You don't
2: do. do <laughs> <laughs> I throw them around. At a least, bit. at least we wouldn't admit to it. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So what happens? In the dojo stays
0: in the dojo. Is that pretty you know, much it? Maybe, maybe. You know, yeah, cool. P- cool. Peter, uh, let's see. Uh, eight eight years ago, taught me how to do a certain move called shihonage. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those moves in. The martial arts, where if you ever perform it on someone, they'll be like, "What just happened to me?" Yeah, it's that kind of mystical cool. kind of a move. And he had great patience with me, and so that's my one of my first experiences. Awesome, yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for oh, being man. here, man. Really appreciate yeah.
2: it. We'll get into the whole thing, but the first part of our show, we, we get into Bob's Bob's pride <laughs> and joy, which is uh,
0: <laughs> documentation of existing conditions, which is so important in any project, right? Right. So documentation of existing conditions in architecture. And construction is—you got to know what you have. So if you've got an existing site, it's either a piece of land that's existing or an existing building, and maybe you're going to put an addition on that building. Let's say you got to know what you have to know where to go from there. So you make a definition: what do we got? What so so we call a new segment documentation of existing conditions. So it's, it's like just a play a little bit, but, um,
2: but also to begin any journey, you got to know where you're starting from. Yeah. And so this is this is just kind of laying out – lay of the land and sometimes it's uh, a little sarcastic. Sometimes yeah. it's like we're in awe of the news and other times we just can't believe this stuff right. is going on. Yeah. I have no Oberlin updates this week, which is really disappointing. I, I oh, wanna the go.
0: Oberlin College yeah, incident. The,
2: yeah. I just love everything that goes on in Oberlin. I'm going to go there in a few weeks just to visit because it's <laughs> such an inspiring place. I'm not sure you'd want to let them know what you're up to when you're there. I'm going to go there. They, they inspire me so much. Yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar with Oberlin College? No. It's the bastion of liberalism in America. It doesn't get any more –
0: One of the most liberal universities in the entire country. Yeah. So you want – go ahead. Tell them to briefly – Yeah. So what happened –
2: Yeah. These three young people went into the store and shoplifted a couple bottles of wine. On the way out, they got caught by the owner and their way of dealing with it was to beat the owner up and kick him on the ground, right? Very nice. So – oh, it gets better. So the cops come arrest him, (laughs) Right. And then these, these kids go back to the school and say, listen, they were discriminated against because they were African-American because all three of them were African-Americans. Right.
0: Skip the fact that they just shoplifted. That's yeah. irrelevant. And stole two point. bottles of wine and beat up the owner. Right. And, oh, by the way, they for, said – For capturing them in the act of doing it.
2: Yeah. 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 So anyway, not only that, so then the, the school then, because of this blatant racism that was demonstrated by this store, <laughs> which there had been 37 previous – Shoplifting events in the last five years, three of them were black kids. The other 34 were white kids. But, again, it is still blatant racism because there were three kids at once. And anyway, from there, they, um, they discontinued their food service contract with the store because they were a provider. And so the store sued the school, won an $11 million judgment, and then was granted a $33 million punitive judgment on top of it. So it was uh, $44 million. That, which I'm sure they'll never get $44 million from the school, right. but there'll become they'll some... They'll negotiate
0: stuff. their way out of it somehow, but yeah, for it's, the it's most a, part... Lower,
2: I mean, they're, they're going to have to show right. out a pretty big check, check to them,
0: though. And, and it raises questions. It's such a great case because it raises so many yeah. questions as to, for example, what we're seeing now, which is that the 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 this extreme, what, what I see yeah. is somewhat as extreme, uh, extremely on the left, is now going to consume itself. Yeah. And it raises the question, oh, gee... Then we don't have to talk about it or worry about it because it will just go away by itself because, you know, it's going to be self-canceling. But I maintain a state of vigilance. In yeah, I, I, th- I think I'm we got to sure continue can... to point to it
2: because one of the yeah. things they said was the reason they were being oppressed was because it, it interfered with their ability to demonstrate free speech. So I'm not sure how stealing is free speech, but in some—I think it's
0: probably why they lost because oh, <laughs> it was, okay. wasn't quite, <laughs> wasn't quite convincing. You know, yeah, an yeah but that's that's what they said. So anyway, so we we go through the news, and I, I just yeah. find crazy stuff all week. You know, and I, not not crazy stuff, but stuff that just catches my interest. And in. I, I, we talked about Camille Paul, Paglia, Palia. Actually, pronounced correctly is Palia. Um, here's one, uh, kind of a funny one in a way, but this Alabama auto dealer gives away guns, Bibles, and flags for each vehicle sold Nice on, uh, July 4th. Yeah. And so so you buy,
2: a, you buy a car
0: and you get a gun,
2: Bible, or a flag. No, you get, you get, you get all, all, th- all three. Yeah. And nice. not
0: only that, but you get your choice <laughs> of guns. They, they, they were given away 12 gauge shotguns mm-hmm. as a rule, mm-hmm. but the guy said, you know, if you want a 20-gauge, we'll get you a 20-gauge. Nice. Yeah. So nice. I thought that was, you know, I don't know, kind of bold, really. Yeah. I mean, who's going to do that nowadays? Uh, you know, so. Well, you need a shotgun if you're shooting
2: skeet or going duck hunting or something, right?
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. I used well, to shoot I,
2: skeet. That's what I use. I can
0: tell you, yeah. I mean, I think a shotgun as a household weapon is certainly – not a bad thing to have. I mean, you know, you <laughs> you want to be able to stop somebody. Yeah, I you guess know? that'll do it. That'll so, do the trick. And yeah. if you get a car and a gun at the same time, it's not the worst thing. I mean, you know. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm not trying to make light of anything. But,
2: no, you know. no.
0: There's another one, The Guardian here. It's about uh, how Helsinki has uh, somewhat conquered the homelessness problem by giving people houses right from the get-go. As soon as they ask for it, they get a house. So they're not, not they, hopeless, homeless. Now they right, exactly, and they're they actually it's actually a success story. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, it's it's actually a really good article mm-hmm. because they've kind of united mm-hmm. uh, a Christian ethic mm-hmm. into their homelessness mm-hmm. issues. The uh, idea was was uh, created by a social scientist, a doctor, a mm-hmm. politician, and a bishop at a local church, mm-hmm. and they came up with this idea on how to get this done in a way that you know. Uh, did not create a drain on the system and they're making it work. Now, I, I can't awesome. get into the economics of it, but that was actually a really upbeat piece, you know? Um, well, clearly no, there's a need for affordable housing in this country. You know, we have, uh, we're, we're stro- well, actually you're seeing that now in the debates, right? Mm-hmm. About, uh, the whole idea of, um, a more social system is starting to come to the fore where, they're discussing guaranteed monthly income, and well, everybody yeah. has a right to housing regardless. But if you look at the states in the United States mm-hmm. that have the most uh, generous policy
2: mm-hmm.
0: toward uh, housing, they're, they also it seems I, – I could be wrong, but I mean doesn't San Francisco have a massive homelessness problem? Huge, Los huge Angeles problem. has a huge homelessness problem. Uh, San Diego. San Diego.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so.
0: Oakland. I don't claim to have a grip okay. on, on the idea, you know. But anyway, so here's another one. Another news item is uh, creating human monkey chimeras. So, What's that? So they're basically using – You often use words. I don't know what you're saying. So a chimera <laughs> yeah. is from uh, mythology okay. where you can unite a lion with a man or mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so forth. So what they're saying is, is that they're now taking uh, – Monkeys and mm-hmm. they're creating human body parts in monkeys, and they're putting so they're mixing human and uh monkey genetics. And I to this, I say, gee, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> and what country is that? This is in
2: the U.S., the Rolling Stones do have a song called Monkey Man, right? So maybe this that was precursor to this or something. And they're,
0: and they're basically the idea is to try and get a handle on Alzheimer's. So they're, oh, they're doing all these experimentations monkey with monkeys. Yes, and then it raises the question, you know, where are the animal rights people when they're taking monkeys to the next yeah. level of human, uh, to the next level of experimentation. Yeah. You know, and again, I don't know, how do we not end up in a, I, you know me, I go to the fear side a lot and yeah. I do, it's true. I immediately go to worst case scenarios, you know, um, which is, you know, what's going to happen.
2: I'm always looking for the funny part of it, so I <laughs> yeah. can see that
0: part. Then here's another one: uh, rat meat seized by U.S. Customs agents at O'Hare Airport. I read that one. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah they they, they importing them. rat meat. Uh, some somebody from Africa was mm-hmm. bringing in rat meat, thirty two pounds of meat. Mm-hmm. And because he declared it, he didn't get arrested. Right? Okay. What was the meat for? It sold, being sold as food. For? Rat meat. Oh, nice. For, like, I don't know, rat steaks. Anyway,
2: <laughs> rat steaks. Rat
0: burgers. Hey, so we got our, our friend here. Yes, Peter Guteric yeah. has joined us in the studio. Yeah. He's going to be here for the whole show. Yeah. And we're going to be talking to Peter about his business.
2: And more importantly, about his business, I'm interested in how Peter became Peter.
0: Okay, oh, cool. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> put the poor
2: guy on the spot. The air just went out of sale. Well, no, I mean you're a successful guy. I'm just, I'm just really curious about the journey and about the lessons learned. And and, and this is not to put you on a spot if you don't want to do it. But it's it's really you know businesses are businesses and there's transaction that goes on and you sell this and you sell that. But I, I'm always interested in the mindset before that, like the thing that you value, the thing that that makes sets you apart because you, you obviously you've achieved some. You know, pretty significant success at a young age. So
1: that's what I'm interested in. Well, yeah. It, life life goes by quickly. You have to learn from the, your mentors around you. Yeah. Um, it's nothing that I invented or did something special. It's just you You, you keep an eye to the ground and you, you listen to good people. Yeah. And you good things will happen. Who are some of your mentors? Oh, it has to be my parents and teachers in school. Or- really? From a young age, you know, hard work, and you know, there's uh, repercussions for not not working when you're supposed to, and and investing early in, in life. So well, you know, there's there's nothing new or magical about it. People think there's some kind of mystery to having something. It's all about having a vision, having a goal, and then working towards that goal and making sacrifices along the way.
2: Well, I, I just want you to get how what you just said is actually a little bit revolutionary in today's world. So you mentioned (laughs) you listened to your parents, you listened to your teachers,
1: you invested, and you worked hard. Okay? Well, those are the timeless principles of success. I mean, (laughs) in in a thousand years from now, it will be be no different than a thousand years in the past. And, And in today's world... Well said.
2: In today's world, teachers have to be careful what they say to students because they don't want to offend them. right uh parents have to be careful what they say to students or to their kids because they don 't want to offend them
1: right well yeah that, that 's a bad topic because <laughs> you know, um, yeah, you know the, it is actually i think kind I, of loaded i, topic. I, I think I, you know there i there's a big problem with people getting offended today um, <laughs> you know I, I personally believe if you believe in what you believe in mm-hmm. um someone else i we have the full right if they can believe in what they believe sure. in and I think through discussion, debate, you, you either make your, you either learn that some of your topics are, um, have to be readjusted. Maybe there's holes in them. Maybe mm-hmm. there's some topic. So, and only when we're challenged with that, do we, on both sides, do you accept, um, you, you'd either have a stronger opinion or you have to re, or you change your opinion. Yeah. And through life and through other things, you know, it's natural for our opinions to change. So what I was 10 years ago is probably different than 20 years ago. We're mm-hmm. always evolving. We're always changing society is changing also and you know even like the medical marijuana that's in marijuana in Illinois that when I, we were children that was on the other spectrum and it's mm-hmm. it's very hard for us to believe that this is going to be legal yeah um mm-hmm. it's very you know it's, you
0: think you think that's such a a good thing by the way since you mentioned it or how does it I occur mean, to you I,
1: I don't really i don't that's a good topic but um i think uh, overall um, I think it 's like any other drug that you have if it 's managed properly i don 't think there 's an issue with it I go right alcohols available mm-hmm. if you manage it properly it's it 's a nice recreation to have if you can 't manage it then there 's a whole different problem right so that's yeah i don 't think there 's anything with um, marijuana per se is there 's just like there 's different alcohols with different levels of mm-hmm. toxicity in it mm. i mean it's something has to be careful it 's not like right. it 's legal now and it 's good to consume and there's no repercussions for it. I,
0: right. I, I get my, I'm, I'm Well, going to refrain from editorializing, you know, I'm a little more, more cynical on recreational weed, you know, just because most people, I mean, the, historically people tend to abuse all
1: kinds of stuff, you know? I really don't think that's going to be a problem. I no. Mean, no. I, I think the people who are, um, they, they don't have to worry about being arrested. Um, there, there might be a little, I mean, it's going to be, you know, in the beginning, it's going to be, it's something new. It's something popular. So people are going to try it who didn't do it. Uh, other people who are already doing it, then that's, they're, they're going to do it regardless. Right. But, um, right. you know, is the mainstream public all going to start consuming cannabis? I really don't think so. Right. right. As a libertarian,
2: I'm all fine with the yeah. the decriminalization of things that people do anyway, right? Sure. And it's it's really interesting to see. I, I think behind all this stuff and behind the principles of libertarianism yep, is it's fine to do whatever you want, to own a gun, to drink, to smoke dope, to do whatever you want as long as there's an element of personal responsibility.
0: Our freedom an is – the whole thing
2: hit. Yeah, our freedom preeminent. is it, our freedom is based on people being responsible with what they do. Yep. The problem I have with the whole J.B. Pritzker thing mm-hmm. is he's giving the house away and nobody's responsible. You know? Mm-hmm. Like there's Say every, more about that. Well, there's it's just it's it's all tax and spend. Yep. And the way they're taxing and spending is they're gonna tax all these vices. Right. You know, from from dope to gambling to I'm waiting for when lap dances get taxed, or you know, hookers are become legal
1: and there's a meter on them. <laughs> I, think, I mean, it's but I think that's that's the trend is going in that direction. Oh,
2: absolutely, so. absolutely. You know, and and it's always it's it's what's missing for me is is the pushback on individual responsibility. You know, that's why what what Peter was saying was so inspiring because from a very young age, he got that for him to be successful, it was going to be on him mm-hmm. and being responsible for his outcomes. Sure. That's not the way it is today. Everybody's, you know, everyone wants student loans. Then I'm going to go to school and I'm entitled to something and then mm-hmm. I get that. And if I don't get that, I'm going to march and dye my hair pink. And, yeah. And, you know. And I it, want my work-life balance. Yeah. And I have to have my work-life balance. And, yeah.
1: But, but education in America is, I think, think, we have the most expensive system in the, in the world. And,
2: and education and healthcare care and just about right. everything. So
1: yeah. I there's, um, that, that there needs to be a resolution to that. I mean the, the debt, especially charging interest, that bothers me a lot for the school loans. For yeah. school loans, that really bothers me. So if the person okay. wants to get become, um, sick, you know, change their occupation, um, get into debt to get their way. But why should they be paying interest? That well, that should be there should be zero cost. And the, the school is expensive enough, but to pay an interest, that's it's very hard to catch up then.
2: Right. Well, I get real concerned when someone takes out hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans to major in uh, women's studies or sociology or communication and they graduate with pretty much a degree that I'm not sure what you're trained for, right? And now you've got all this debt and it's hard to pay that off as a barista at Starbucks because that's about what you're qualified for. And so like what – there's an absence of systemic thinking. And An absence of st- systemic behavior and operating around, you know,
0: and and it just it, it's just it's it's wacky, you know. There's a little sh- signs of hope are starting though mm-hmm. from a lot of places I've been looking uh, amongst young men. A lot of them are saying, you know, I I can go and mentor with somebody mm-hmm. to learn a business or a trade, and go around mm-hmm. the university system, and I could I can get as much free training, uh, free education, as mm-hmm. I as I had the time and discipline to sit down and, and acquire, because yeah. so much of it is out there. And it's never been more information available for free in pretty much, yeah. I don't know, history maybe? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: But I, I do see some things. I, I've got a nephew. He was a freshman. He went to college for one semester, mm-hmm. didn't like it, quit school, got a job, and now he's in an apprentice, apprenticeship program to be an electrician. Yeah. So by the time his cohorts are graduating college yeah. with debt, right. he's going to have a job where he's a journeyman electrician, probably making 90 grand a year. Yeah. You know?
0: So yeah. at 22 years old. Right. That's a pretty good gig. gig. And he could go to school in the evening mm-hmm. and acquire more of course,
2: if he wants expansion to. on his life. Or start a business or whatever he wants to do. So exactly. yeah. I mean, there's and, and again, I think that's the whole beauty about what's going on. Eventually we find equilibrium. Yep, It just goes back and forth.
1: So. I just think there's not enough. we're not taking enough children in, in that direction. Um, I agree. To give them that possibility, that there's not just college, there's other places to get an eye.
2: Well, we're very concerned with making sure they have safe spaces.
1: That's important today. <laughs> That's all we talk about. <laughs> Bob Pontarelli here, and I want
0: to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at IntoTheGapMedia.com. There's a reason spiders and ants are called pests, and getting rid of them can get a little messy for the environment. Get the job done safely with Ecotech Pest Control. Following the principles of integrated pest management, Ecotech will ensure your home or business is free from all those unwanted visitors today and offer you solutions and advice to keep them from coming back tomorrow. Schedule your service appointment today at EcotechPestControl.com. Mention Into the Gap and get a 10% discount. Ecotech Pest Control, protecting our environment together. This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we pack the current cultural narrative into a sausage grinder of critical thought, and where whatever enters that sacred hog casing gets served up hot and juicy on a platter of freedom and liberty. Find it. Rate it and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at IntoTheGapMedia and our website, IntoTheGapMedia.com. The purpose behind this is to look at what a difference or what difference outside of the more blatant Mm -hmm. examples. Because to me, the... Courage is something that we all. Oh yeah, courage. You know that that's important in leadership. Courage. Yeah. But the whole thing about vulnerability is like a kind of a curveball.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, guys, as guys, we don't uh, we don't think in terms of vulnerability because oftentimes I think guys and Peter, oh, if, if what I, wanna, I say doesn't make sense. I yeah. want to
0: reintroduce Peter Geterik as our guest yeah. for the show. Yeah. For those of you just tuning in, and Peter is now participating in this conversation. We're happy to have him.
2: Yeah. Thank but. You. You know, when you when you look at vulnerability, as guys, we don't often think in terms of vulnerability because oftentimes we think of being vulnerable as being weak, yep, or being feminine, right, or or, or something like that, and or that's,
0: or being or putting yourself in a position where somebody could quote unquote take advantage of you.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to assert that, you know, like you know, oftentimes I know I use a lot of sports analogies, okay, mm-hmm. but to achieve greatness in a sport, to had that act of greatness, yep. that great catch or that great throw or that great
0: move. Mm-hmm. High performance. Yeah. You have to put
2: your pos- yourself in a position of vulnerability. Michael Jordan driving the baseline to slam dunk, you know, he's exposed. Right. He's completely vulnerable mm-hmm. to getting taken out or hurt. Right. Yet he achieves excellence, right? So what I'm going to assert is that for excellence to be achieved, yep. number one, we've got to get outside of our... Normal area of comfort. Yes. Right? And so there's a risk involved. Mm-hmm. And then we have to expose ourselves yes. to something we normally wouldn't do, which is vulnerability. Right. Right.
0: Yep. And I also want to just another interjection here. Yeah. And that is that uh, the context of the conversation we're having about leadership, about courage and vulnerability is in the context of. In a coaching context. So we're basically sharing a coaching conversation openly with our listeners. Yeah. That's pretty much yeah. the format you could call it and, in a way. And when you think about when you think about vulnerability,
2: one thing one way of being vulnerable, yeah. especially for men, especially in the context of leadership, especially in sharing ourselves and being open, is yeah. to be authentic. Yes. Right? Because all too often we're, we're, we protect ourselves or we're strategic right. mm-hmm. or we have an end in mind. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. We're being authentic, just exposing your beliefs yeah. with no expectation in return. And, you know, it's it's why I always said, you know, leadership it always ends with a bullet because great leaders, mm-hmm. to lead, you have to be open and you have to share
0: authentically. And what I'm hearing, Mike, is, yeah. is being straight and then taking what you get. Yeah.
1: Like being – yeah. Well, any, any kind of change in life, you're always vulnerable, right? Yeah. I remember yeah. when Bob first came to Aikido. And, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, even when I came, in, any, any time in life, you come in as an adult, Magical and you thing. do something, you put on this um, a gi, it's like a pajama that we put on, and, right. and then we play around as adults. Um, but we're doing, um, you know, a serious martial art where we can easily get injured. Um, at the same time, when a new student comes in, we have to be very careful with them. Mm-hmm. But that's on an vulnerability, and also we're, and it's also when we come in, um, it, your ego is there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a good coach, um, it, it, no matter who he's coaching, if the ego is, if the talented person is too much of an ego, mm-hmm. he doesn't want that person. He's not. He's not coachable. He's never going to get anywhere with them. Or he may interact with that ego to let him know the ego doesn't serve him very well. Well, that's if the person still wants to let down that ego and still be coachable. Yeah, but that's a big problem no, in society. Right. Everyone comes in with their ego, their shell around them. Mm-hmm. But when when you're vulnerable, that shell is gone, and now you're asking for input, and you have to be safe. And that other person can, um, you're exposing yourself there. How how are you gonna? How is this person gonna treat me? Um, doing something.
2: It, it happened today. Go yeah. ahead, Mike. No, what I I love what you your point to Peter because what you're really talking about is creating an environment of trust.
1: Exactly. Right.
2: So when you go into – you know, I, I told you I had a couple of MMA experiences, right? Yep. And you're going in there and like both dudes that I had my MMA experience were killers, right? you know? <laughs> and, and I trusted that we were going to honor each other yeah. in such a way and go for it. Yeah. Yet, you know, one case I, got, I had to tap out. In the other case, it was clear who yeah. was winning and it wasn't me, right? Yeah. But it, it's such that there was a trust and an honor. And all, also, you get the other person when you're being that vulnerable and you're that authentic.
0: This happened today. Peter was yeah. right there. I was demonstrating with uh, Hawk Sensei, who was leading class today. And I I kept – and by the way, this is my ego, right? Yeah. I, I kept putting this left hand up to yeah. block. mm mm-hmm. And at one point, he grabbed my hand mm-hmm. and he twisted my whole hand and he drove me to the ground. And I, it was so painful mm-hmm. that I wasn't, I couldn't even, I didn't feel like I had time to tap out on the mat. I started hitting him on his shin, like ah ah. ah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's the Japanese term for for that? There's a there's a term for when uh, martial arts use pain mm-hmm. to to get you out of yourself yeah. to get you out of your ego. Mm-hmm. And, and if I wasn't being vulnerable and if I didn't trust him, mm-hmm. that was not going to happen. Right. And I would have not had that learning experience for myself. So although there was pain and mm-hmm. discomfort, you know, there was also uh, learning a lesson. Right. So, well, that's the, that's the whole thing. It's like,
2: we don't like, like we, there's this, especially in today's world, there's this, this expectation that it's going to be a painless experience. Yeah. Right. right.
1: Or and, you can be learned quickly. Yeah, right. yeah I, I, every thing. time I come, I'm always learning. I mean, yeah, I always there's always opportunity to learn. I mean, we wouldn't be coming there if we were perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. So well, we the... come there to be to improve our skills, to teach our skills to somebody else, mm-hmm. and you know, it's also a meditative process. It's, it's highly... not it's it's not just um, aikido is different than other martial arts. We can control the our attacker mm-hmm. at a higher level. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what separates a keto from another martial art. We're not just striking someone and hurting them. We're trying to control their body, reposition them, mm-hmm. and make it a safe... We can study this into our old age.
0: Yep. Yeah. And to in support of uh, what Mike brings up all the time, by the way, Peter, uh, which is that um, we're really controlling ourselves. Yeah. We're, when we control... When we have maximum control over our own selves... Controlling the situation is a whole different ball game, but if we're just trying to control our attacker only, without understanding where we are relative to that aggression, let's say, then it's it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, but like in Aikido, our first goal is to be in a safe spot.
0: All right, right. So we always
1: have the opportunity to run away. We want to be in a safe spot. Right. We never want to be vulnerable. Yep. We want the, our attacker to be vulnerable. But we we always want to be safe. Yep. So there's there's some there's a lot of things to be learned in life than in studying and practicing aikido.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. One of the things I, I'm
2: getting is you know we, you were talking earlier about uh, people getting offended, right? And if you are pretty grounded with yourself and mm-hmm. comfortable with yourself and know what you know and believe in what you believe and are, and have. Um, A belief that you're going to be okay no matter what the situation, like a a level of authentic confidence, shall we say? Right. Nobody can say anything that's going to offend you, really. You might go, "That's kind of stupid." Right. But is it offensive? Am I going to get all freaked out by it? Am I going to get scared by it? No, of course not. Right. And I think I think what you guys are pointing to is so important, and it's a lesson you can learn through a keto. It's there's other sports and other practices you can learn this from. Yeah. But it's it's really it's to get in touch of and understand you and understand what makes yeah. you work mm-hmm. and have some self-knowledge and and actually so you can right. exercise choice right as opposed to being all freaked out because the circumstances aren't going your way
0: you know yeah and, and i think also that when we're vulnerable we are i think we're i think we're most in touch with ourselves in a certain sense yeah. when we're vulnerable yeah because we're we're exposing a part of ourselves that normally would
2: well, there's no facade right there's no you know you were you were pointing to it before there's no shell there's no protecting yeah there's no ego right. there's just there's just at the core you know the word we use in coaching is essence right right it's your soul exposed man Right. and it's also the most attractive it's right. when people can really get you that's what i mean my experience with the with the mma was mm. i mean i got these guys like i knew what made them tick i i knew i knew how to hurt them and i also knew what 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 motivated them what drove them right you know what what was the thing behind them that yep. made them exceptional human beings? Right, and I got how exceptional they were. Right, you know, and I was with them for two minutes.
0: So, why did you question? Yeah, why did you put vulnerability and courage next to one another? What was your attraction thematically?
2: Well, they're for they're today? one and the
0: same, basically. They are. You know,
2: I mean, courage is is taking action in the face of fear. Yep. Right. And vulnerability is stepping outside of your comfort zone in service of something. So they're basic to, to me. They're mm-hmm. interchangeable. The reason I put them together is because this this show is primarily about guys, and guys don't talk about vulnerability very often. Right, and, and when they hear vulnerability, I'm not vulnerable. I'm not going to be vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, and the truth of the matter is, the only way to make things move things forward is to actually be vulnerable. Yeah, and not to be in danger. Right, you know, not to be, you know, we had, you know, like I, like I look at like some of the great leaders of our country, you know. Mm-hmm. John Kennedy, mm-hmm. in the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm-hmm. we were in a vulnerable position. Absolutely. You know? Yep. Um, and out of that, because he took a risk, yeah, it worked out. Right. Barack Obama yeah. a- occurred vulnerable but was apologetic. Right. And nothing worked out from right. my perspective. Right. Right? So that's kind of what, when people think of, oh, Barack Obama was so, no, he wasn't vulnerable. He was apologetic.
0: Right. You know, he for, should have
2: been selling streetwise. Which is not the same. Which is not the same, you know? Right. And he was kind of begging, you know? Yeah. And uh, – <laughs> <laughs>
0: The danger of begging. Oh, God, I hate begging. So one of the distinctions, yeah. if I may, uh, Mike and I discussed this week is this whole idea of the polarity and the absence of balance that occurs when you're on one side. You're begging, you know, begging for business, begging for attention. You're begging, Right. And then on the other side, the opposite on the polar side is this arrogance, like, you know, I'm better than you, you can't afford me, you know, and – They're both manipulative. They're both both ultimately manipulative, right. They're an attempt to manipulate. Yeah. 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 And they will always backfire on the perpetrator.
2: Always is a big word, but they – Well. There's very seldom fulfillment from that process either way. Right. Even when you get what you want. Right. You know, because it costs – Becomes really high. Right. From arrogance, that costs is relationship. Right. And from begging, the cost is relationship to yourself. Right. And a violation of your own values. Yep. So I believe it's.
0: Anyway. Over already. <laughs> What's that? We need a three to four hour show, in my opinion. We'll get there. We'll get there someday. You're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at one o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking are leveraged in the service of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick.
2: Peter came up, really asked the question, we were having this conversation, where do we go with this idea of, of vulnerability and courage? And, and, and Peter said, start with baby steps, like what are the first actions to take? What does courage look like in action?
1: Well, you know, part of it, you know, my none of my kids are practicing aikido, which By is the very, way, very disheartening to me. How many kids? I have six children, but you know, the, you know, part of it is, you know, they <laughs> like to always um, practice at home and um, play around. But um, you know, it takes courage to come out there and be vulnerable, um, to put on something, do something new. I mean, especially we, we speak a foreign language, where all our our techniques are all spoken in Japanese. Um, so it's um, it's not just it's a, there's a language that we need to relearn. And then um, we have to get on to the, put our gear on and start um, beginning steps. There's learning how to protect ourselves, how to fall, how to roll. Um, It's clumsy. We're not used to it. We don't walk around and start rolling around in our normal daily life. But as an adult, you have to start to learn these things. And so we can, and as we do things faster and faster, you know, there's a, um, our skill set needs to be increased. And um, when we're working with, no, know, and, and especially for newcomers coming into the dojo, um, the, the, it's very critical to have who do you have with you at the time um, because the attrition rate of people leaving is very high. Um, mm-hmm. um, and if you have the wrong partners there, um, and you don't, everyone's ego is if you maybe challenge them too hard, if you're, uh, you don't teach them the right steps, or if you don't explain things properly, everyone has a different learning method. You have to find out this person, get in tune with them, you also need a commitment from them. How long? How often they're going to practice? Are they going to start doing things at home? Remembering things? Are they going to look things up at YouTube? But you know, about like courage and vulnerability we were talking about earlier, um, off the air is like um, you know, anything we do is like if you're driving in a rainstorm, um, you know, it's pouring rain out. We know there's a road ahead of us, right? Yeah. We can't see much more than our headlights are in front of us. You know, mm-hmm. it's very. And, and the rain is coming down. We trust that the road is still going to be there, right? We can't <laughs> see far. We trust the highway is still there, right? Yeah. Um, but that's our faith that we have. That we 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 and, and life we have to have that there's faith that there. There We just can't do things on our own. We 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 are we assume that there's no one. Um, we're going to slow down, obviously, also. But we have to make sure that if we, if we just keep going, like our as long as we can still see it in our headlights. Um, and we have faith. We're gonna we're gonna continue, and that's that's the way the the journey is life. We don't know what tomorrow brings or where it is, where we're, where we're gonna go. But if you surround yourself with good people, mm-hmm. good company, um, principles that are timeless, um, and you know, I think you're always gonna be in a good spot. And if, so that there, we make things that are too complicated. Just get out there, put your two feet down, start something, but and make good waves and good things. The world is small. It's amazing. Um, even like the pest control company, there were some people who used it. I had never, they didn't know I was one of the owners of the company, but um, it was good feedback. And that's so nice, you know, but if, if they had bad feedback, I'd be disheartening, but it was really nice to hear a a friend who used the company and then out of the blue, they just started talking about it and, you know, it's it's uh, it's a very good feeling, and the wor- the world is really small, and we're all here to help each other. On the on this, I think that's the people listen to the radio show here. What they they're looking for, how to make their improvements in their life, even if it just reaffirms their own beliefs. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they just want to hear something um, and and learn something. And we're all about learning. Um, we life is about um, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Um, where we go and what we leave behind as we get older in life. It's like who can we help out. What can we leave behind? Who left us things behind? And, um, you know, it's it's about now making sacrifices and um, doing things, you know, out of our heart. Uh, we don't want to, like, raise a flag and, like, oh, and then there comes the ego. You want to put the ego away and just do things without really anyone knowing about it. Um, that's the journey that I think uh, that I like to pass on. Mm-hmm. And as we get older is um, a little bit more, um, you know, being safe, being more, understanding of other people and, and leaving something behind. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man.
2: Well, you know, one of the things you said right in the beginning was, uh, whenever, like you're talking about baby steps and courage is you got to be op- okay with failing, with falling down. The first exactly. thing you learn in, in a is how to fall. Exactly. You know, how often do we, you know, people don't want to experience failure. Right. I, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. Every, everyone's looking for guarantee. There's no, they, they, guarantee. Well,
1: first of all, they don't want to look awkward. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always. Do people look awkward the first day in aikido? Everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not uh, know yeah. my left foot from the right foot. I was reminded I know, many times uh, about that. But, well, you know, which is
2: which is the
0: ego, right? It's the, the this thing we want to look good.
2: Well, you're going to look bad if you're learning yeah. something new. Well, it,
0: it's it's much 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 bigger, of course. And I think that's also one of the things that we like about the show, about what we're doing, is is to dig in a little bit into how big it really is because. It's what we're, what we're already comfortable with in life mm-hmm. is vast, way bigger than we could possibly imagine,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, what we're already comfortable with. So we put ourselves in a, in a, in a situation like a martial art, let's say, for example, or a business situation where we're putting ourselves at risk.
1: But but, know, but later on in life, um, especially if you're in a situation, I mean, you, you, you fall back on the confidence you have in your own life and your own abilities, um, Mm-hmm. and you know in, in case something ever gets physical you're always i think attitude you know is the biggest critical. people don't want to they see right away through your attitude that you're you, that you pose no fear and a lot of times that just right away that um the the, the conversation will change um because they, they they're looking for an easy prey some kind of confrontation but if you see that um the di- the direction is going the wrong way um the people will uh, back away they Confidence is a like a, it's a really double edged sword. You know, some people embrace it, some people are fear from it. But mm-hmm. um, I think through through life and experiencing everything that we do as we get older um, and trying new things, um, you know, it gives us that everyday confidence. And we, you know, a lot of new kids today, the the younger ones, they don't they um, you know you don't see parks full of children anymore. They're um, they're all learning activities through. Um, not through themselves coaching or themselves or through, um, uh, you know, te- not just teaching themselves, but also correcting themselves. They're also looking at a third party as a professional coach. When we were playing, we, we, uh, everything was a pickup game. Parents didn't drive you to a sports game that was just yeah. unheard of. It yeah. was for the the people that you know had money. Our parents had to work. They, there was no time for that. You, wanted, you went to the park. It was there, there. You found your friends and you played. Right. And no one, you know, there was cheating was looked down upon. Everyone played yeah. a fair game. Well, it was and
2: self-correcting.
1: It, too. it was self-correcting. I think that's what's changing in our society. Yeah. Everyone wants to be told yeah. versus we told ourselves and we used our own pressure on each other to correct. And kids that didn't want to cooperate, we didn't play anymore with them. Right. And that's how it worked. And <laughs> society is changing on that, on that for all. <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike Sherrick
0: wrote a book called uh, Berwyn Rules, Leadership Secrets of 26th Street. About growing up in Berwyn and I'm hearing some of the stuff that you're talking about is reflected in his book, which is uh, the rough and tumble world of reality yeah. versus uh, some kind of virtual reality, which is unfortunately a good chunk of you know young people's consciousness is being you know given over to the virtual world. So, well,
2: I, I'll give point an, is very well taken. I'll give you an example, like young boys and fighting. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's not uncommon for like it's natural for 8 or 9 year old boys to fight. Yeah. But now if they were to get a fight in school, at yeah. 8 or 9, it's it's a big problem.
0: It's a huge calamity. It's and like a
2: I was having this conversation with a friend a friend of mine and you know, it, it's it's actually like especially like in the black community. Yeah. It's it's become a problem because they don't settle scores that way. Now they have guns. Right. And so they settle a score by shooting each other and it's just Right. It's far more different. Anyway, man, this, this segment blew by...
0: I can't believe it's over yeah.
2: already. Peter, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for here. having me yeah, on. Peter, thank pleasure. you
0: very much. Really appreciate it's having you. It's been great having you on, man. I love your insight. Yeah. And you're...
1: You can do it um, again one day.
0: Well, I was going to say, I, we'd like you to... Uh, we have other interviews coming up, but we'd like you to come
1: back if you don't yeah, mind. I'd love to have you that. back yeah. again. Thank you so much. Yeah. Did you have fun? You're welcome. I did. I really did.
2: Awesome. Good. Awesome. <laughs> All right, brother.
0: Cool. Have
1: a good well, weekend. Thanks, thanks Go to our forth and multiply.
2: Thanks for listening. Please tell people listen.
0: Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible.